I killed three people last night. The first one was actually an accident. I was trying to get a smoke when I saw them coming through the gate. Caught me off guard, and I filled them with bullets. As soon as it happened, I regretted it. Not because of killing them, but because of the issues it would cause. I pride myself with running a tight ship. You have to when you're in the business I'm running. I ran the options through my head as quickly as the man hit the ground. Then I remembered I had just checked in a starving werewolf family. I called my head of housekeeping, Jerome, and explained the situation. What room did you put them in? I asked. 478. I memorized it and rode the elevator to the correct floor. It was midway to the door when I had a buzz on my phone. There was a problem at the pool. Mermaid hair had clogged up the drains. I said a few things I shouldn't have under my breath and buzzed the door for my guests to answer. The father answered, looking visibly exhausted as he had likely just finished his metamorphism back to human form. Mr. Sharp, is everything all right? I told the kids to keep the howling down. It's nothing like that. I remembered when you checked in that you said your kids hadn't had a bite to eat. Well, something just came up that might help curb the appetite, I told him. Fifteen minutes later, his three children were hunched over the man in my front driveway, grabbing his meaty portions with their teeth as blood covered their tiny bodies. It was sickening to watch, but I wanted to make sure they didn't leave a single scrap behind. The way the bones crunched, I closed my eyes and thought of all the different times I had to do something like this. It frightened me how normal it was now. Once the children were done, I returned to my front lobby and made a few phone calls. Security is my top priority here, and I figured that if someone had managed to get into the gate without a pass, I had a problem. I found out what the problem was about five hours later when Jerome and I did a customary perimeter sweep. Checking the force field was mundane, but when we made it to the basement, I couldn't help but to notice that several of the vents had been loosened. Someone is trying to bring in contraband, I told my friend, thinking of how annoying it was when my guests didn't obey rules. We'll need to do a complete sweep of the manor, room to room. We can't have something blowing up in our faces like last time, I said as I took out my cell phone and punched in a number for security. Jerome stood there stone-faced. Did you not hear me? We need to get moving, I said, and then froze, realizing that the room felt off. This wasn't the basement. The carpeting was wrong. I slowly placed my cell phone back in my pocket and reached for my weapon, unsure of what I was facing. Jerome's mouth opened wide as I prepared to fire, and a heavy shriek came from his inner vocal cords. I was floored immediately, the gun firing randomly as the massive sound wave crippled me. Gradually, the room faded away and I realized that I had been duped. This wasn't my housekeeper at all. It was a damn alp. I frantically reached for my weapon, ready to fire at it as the nightmarish creature shed its false skin and crawled the cave toward me. This had to be how the security system had been breached. Go back to hell, you bloody dream snatcher, I said, raising the gun toward it and blasting at its shoulders. The creature shrieked again and I realized that it wasn't alone. As if one damn demon wasn't bad enough, the Alp had been smart and brought a banshee along for the ride. That explained the damn ringing in my ear. I stumbled to my feet, trying to avoid the swipes of the creature's front claws as I activated an emergency beacon on my phone and pulled out my secondary weapon. 
Hell, I hate Mondays. I snarled as I unsheathed the long blade and ran it through the second target. The banshee made one last guttural sound as it died, spitting out blood and mucus on my finely pressed suit as I shuddered and looked toward the owl. The cave was still shimmering ever so slightly with the magic binding that had caused me to hallucinate, and it was difficult to be sure exactly where the target was. And then before I knew it, the demon was right on top of me. Its neck elongated and stretched toward me, twisting around to widen its mouth and swallow me whole. I frantically and desperately stabbed at the creature, not sure if I was actually attacking it or merely the air, but I did everything I could to fight for my life as I waited for backup. Then the demon smashed its foreleg into my neck and crushed my windpipe. I could feel myself starting to gasp for air as I slid its throat, causing the alp to collapse on top of me. Its heavy body made it impossible for me to move. I was still struggling to breathe when Jerome, the real Jerome that is, showed up alongside two of my security officers. They used their combined strength to move the horse-headed fiend off of me, and Jerome checked my injuries. Tell it to me straight, I said as I swallowed my own blood. I was fading in and out of consciousness. He didn't have to really explain what was going to happen next, but I still dreaded it. He took out a long silver-coated dagger and told me to close my eyes. I'm not sure why, but I resisted the order and instead watched as he plunged the steel into my heart. Darkness took over shortly after that. When I woke up, I was in my private antechamber in a vat of goo, in a new body at that. Jerome was checking my vitals as the water cleared my lungs and I looked at the markings on my body. How long was I dead that time? I asked as I rubbed the scratch that had magically appeared on my back. 23. I was already on the f***ing 23rd time of this sh**. I realized as Jerome checked his data. 17 minutes, sir, he said as he went over to the next cylinder and tapped it. I grabbed a towel and stared at the formless body that I was likely going to be in next time. Can we try to make this one a little bit more muscular? I sneered as I shook off the cold sweat that death often brought. Jerome gave me a look that told me I needed to be thankful for what I got and then reminded me that I had other pressing matters to catch up on. Any word on where the demons came from, how they got in? Were any of the guests hurt? Unfortunately, no, sir, and that is what troubles me the most. For the first time in quite a while, we have a blank in our history, he answered. My eye twitched as I struggled to remember the swirling memories of all my past lives. I've dealt with situations as dire as this before, but it can be difficult to muddle through them once you've been out a few times. You're telling me that we might be compromised, I said, trying my best not to let my fear show. But then he said something that made the other shoe drop. I never said the word might, sir. I said we are. All I could think of was how and dreadful the rest of the work week was going to be and whether I would have to harvest a few more bodies just to survive it all. Mondays suck. And this one is just the start of a new nightmare. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a minute to leave a review. Your review directly helps the podcast grow and allows me to continue coming out with the best horror stories on the internet. Thank you so much.